Well, welcome everyone to this episode of Unraveling the Veil with your host, Yara Rose, from the yararose.com website. That's Y-A-R-A-R-O-S-E.com. For those of you that have been with me for this entire podcast, you know that I don't plan my podcast episodes in advance. I like to see what is happening in my life, and it seems like whatever is happening slowly starts to develop a theme. And then when I find time to record a podcast episode, it just feels like that theme is the next step for me to share with you all. And the topic that I want to cover today has been something I have been learning throughout my entire last three years. It's an interesting topic, and I've wanted to share it with you a couple of different times throughout the last year. But for one reason or another, it just never seemed like the perfect time. And I was looking at all of the podcast episodes I've released to date. And as I look at them and I read what I had written, they were about, I realized that I needed to cover every single one of those before this topic could be presented. Because little pieces from each one of those helps make this topic possible and help contribute to understanding and really feeling comfortable doing this. So without further ado, I would like to talk today about the art of surrender, or some may call it the art of allowing, depending on who you talk to. And I understand that when you hear the word surrender, it may trigger a whole host of limiting beliefs, pattern cycles for you. Because traditionally, when you think of the word surrender, you think of giving up, of throwing the towel in. And a lot of us don't want to throw the towel in. We want to action our way to the life of our dreams. If you're anything like me, you were taught that hard work pays off and that if you get up every day and you grind it out, you will eventually achieve the money and the happiness and everything that you desired. Most things that you desired are earned through hard work and sacrifice. And I think that's a common theme throughout our whole culture. However, I hope that by now you're coming to understand that isn't accurate, that when we approach life from this place of hardship and needing to prove ourselves and this sort of lack mentality, that that's what we are focusing on. And due to law of attraction, that is what we're going to be bringing into our life. We're going to be manifesting. I'm hoping by now that you have started questioning some of these beliefs and these cycles that you have going on in your life around this topic and just playing around with it, choosing consciously to put your focus on the things in your life that you enjoy and that you have fun doing and holding your focus on those for any length of time and then just seeing what's coming back to you, what the universe is presenting in your life. 
because I feel that every single one of these topics that I've discussed already is so important to surrendering in a way that feels good, I want to just quickly recap how and what those were. The first episode was obviously about me having my wake-up call. And I think that if you are drawn to this podcast, Unraveling the Veil, for any reason, that you've already started wondering yourself if there's more to life out there than what you've already been living or how you've been living it. Episode two was about self-love and really, truly learning how to love yourself exactly as you are for who you are. And that's important. That is so important because if you don't love yourself, then none of the other things are going to matter because you need to love yourself in order to be willing to put in the work, the processes and techniques to try to make your life better. Episode three was about discovering your authentic self and your intuition. So once you get a handle on loving yourself, then I wanted you to go a little deeper and discover who you truly are. Not who you thought you were or who your parents thought you were or who culture has told you you are, but who you really truly are and connecting to that part of you and learning how to use and utilize your intuition, that inner knowing that every single one of us has, where you just get a feeling that this is the right move for you, but you can't explain why, much to the dismay of many of your family members and loved ones. And episode four was my glimpse through time, which I feel is important just because it shows that it is truly possible to change your life. I talked about where I was at to where I came and how I came full circle. And if you think that this episode didn't require me to surrender at certain points in the process, it did. (laughs) Let's just say it certainly did. This episode couldn't have been created had I not learned how to surrender certain things. I'll explain that more as this episode goes on. Episode five was about emotions and about learning that our emotions matter. They're very important. How we handle them and process them is very important and how we can actually use these as tools, as navigational tools that will tell us how we're doing in life and whether what we're focusing on is a good thing or a bad thing. And giving us that first indication that maybe it's time to question a specific cycle or a specific pattern or possibly take a step back and look for a different way to view what you're looking at that's causing this specific emotion. Episode six was about focus, which was about how what we focus on becomes our point of attraction and then Whatever that is, is what we're cultivating and bringing in and drawing in through law of attraction into our life. So if you're not liking what's showing up in your life and where you're at and what you're feeling, as you go throughout the day, just look at what you're focusing on and how that's making you feel. And then ask yourself if that's really what you want to focus on. Just the other day, I was frustrated with something that was a reoccurring pattern in my life. And I happened to have a meditation with Jesus later that day. And I asked him, why does a cycle keep repeating? Is it because I've been focusing on other things and I'm not paying attention to it? And 
why it just keeps popping back up because it's not being, is me choosing to focus on other things, leaving this problem unresolved. And that's why it keeps popping back up. And he asked me if I feel good when I think about that. And I said, of course not. That's why I'm so frustrated that it keeps coming back up. And he said, well, if it doesn't make you feel good, why would you want to focus on it? And I said, I know that's what I mean is I'm not focusing on it, but it keeps coming back up. So I'm not sure what's going on. And then he reminded me of a phrase that is in one of my cards that I have where it says to deliberately put your focus on all of the things that make you feel good. And the more you focus on those things, after a time, everything else falls away. And it made me realize that although I may not appreciate this specific cycle repeating, it doesn't bother me as much as it once has. So although it does pop up from time to time, I can feel that it's healing in that the reason it's coming up is, yes, there is still something in my vibration that is calling to it clearly. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had such a big reaction. But the reaction I had this last week was, I would say, 50% less than what I would have had a year ago. So I thanked him for the reminder, and I deliberately chose to think about something I love. And that was it. I just wanted to reiterate that I understand that this conscious focusing on the things that are fun and exciting and things that we love to do isn't always the easiest thing to do when there are other things that are popping up in our life that sometimes are very hard to ignore. But if you do this, over and over again, if you continuously commit to this process, it does get better. But it takes time too, because we've had these beliefs and these energies in our systems for so long. And we're trying to heal them as they come up. We're not trying to do a big, huge overhaul because that would just be traumatizing for each one of us. So it's okay if anyone else is feeling like this at all, ever, I just want you to know that it's okay and to continue to trust this process because it does work, or at least it has worked for me. Episode seven was about perceptions and how we all have different perceptions about everything. We've all lived unique lives and we've all taken in different things that have happened in our life and, and, feel, and felt like that was our truth. This episode was about questioning a little bit whether what we are seeing or viewing something as an absolute truth and instead stepping back sometimes and allowing ourselves to be curious about other people's perceptions of that same topic because by doing this we not only grow ourselves in understanding how other people view the world and expand our own ability to view it differently. We also become a more loving, understanding, empathic society. And I think that's really important for all of us and for our world. Episode eight was about stepping outside of your comfort zone. 
After you've learned to love yourself, after you've learned who you are and what your intuition is, and how your emotions and focusing and perceptions play out in your life, we came to this episode of stepping outside of your comfort zone. I feel like with all of these other things that we've already discussed and we've already practiced and we've already worked on, that stepping outside of your comfort zone doesn't seem as scary as it once may have because you know how to work with your intuition. You know what it feels like to have that inner knowing that this is right for me and I can do this. You've already released some of your limiting beliefs and questioned some of your other cycles to where you're like, is that really true? Is it really true that I'm going to get hurt if I do this? Is it really true that I have to live my life this way? And then using your emotions and, and focusing and perceptions, you start to develop this understanding that there's all these other opportunities out there and there's these different signals, your emotions can signal whether stepping outside your comfort zone on this particular topic is going to be a good thing or if you have a little bit of a hesitation on it and why that is and you can work on it and all of these things build up to making it easier to step outside of your comfort zone. And then there's today's episode that's going to be about surrendering. Most of the time, you need to be able to step outside your comfort zone to grow. And you also need to be able to step outside of your comfort zone and surrender. And to surrender to whatever is out there. Knowing and being confident in your intuition and your knowledge of yourself and all of these other tools that this is going to be okay and that you are going to be okay. It makes the whole process of surrendering easier. I want to give you a couple of examples of what surrendering looks like or may have looked like. One day a year ago or so, I drew one of my cards, my daily cards, and I can't remember what the exact words were, but the gist that I got was that if I surrender to whatever happens in the day, I'm going to be rewarded with something. And I was like, well, that's cool. I love rewards, right? (laughs) Who doesn't? But I remember that day being a lesson in patience. And I have struggled with patience my entire life. I don't have, I haven't had a lot of it, but I'm getting better. So, for example... I always ask spirit, which way is the best way for me to get where I'm going? If there's two alternative ways I can go. And on this particular day, it took me down a road that was following a semi-truck who tested my patience over and over again. He kept driving very slow and I had somewhere I had to be, of course. I have a tendency to leave at a time where I would get there at the perfect time. I factor in some time for traffic, but not an extreme amount. I was getting frustrated that this truck was taking forever and every single turn. And I remember being really frustrated when I got to my appointment because my husband had left our house five, ten minutes later than I had. And he actually got there at the same time as me. And I was like, he got to do this, this, and this at home. And I left early so I could make sure I was there 
and here we're here at the same time, like, really, world? Why would you send me that way? I totally missed the point. And then I can't remember. There was like two or three other small little things that were testing my patience throughout the day. And honestly, I wasn't handling this lesson very well that day. And then my mom and I had went to a flower shop. And I just wanted to get in there, find the flowers I wanted, and get out. I didn't want to leisurely look around or any of that. I was This day, I was very time conscientious, and I didn't have time to waste on such things. And as we were checking out, the person behind me had this beautiful butterfly stake that you could put in the ground in your landscaping. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want that. I love butterflies. This would look perfect in my landscaping. Do you have any more? And he said, no, that's the last one. And at that moment, I realized what my reward would have been had I followed all of the signs they had given me. They had been telling me to slow down, to live in the present moment. That it was okay Everything was going to be okay and to breathe and to enjoy life and to explore and to to live in the present moment and stop worrying so much about time. And I didn't get it. And because I didn't get it, I missed out on a great opportunity to have something that I would have loved. And there are, there's been many times since then where they will direct me down a road with a very slow moving vehicle. I still sometimes get a little frustrated, but then there's the other times where I'm like, okay, this is obviously an opportunity for me to slow down, to get centered, and get back into the present moment. The future is the future. I have no control over that, and the past is the past, but what I do have control over right now is the present moment. And the times that I do that, the times that I slow down and take my deep breaths and refocus and recenter, when I get where I'm going... I feel so much better. I appreciate every single one of these lessons that they've taught me. Even the ones where I may not have passed with flying colors because those are the ones that stick out. This happened to me over a year ago and it still sticks out in my mind. I also, I don't remember if I've talked to you about this before, but I just want to bring it up again here because it leads into my next story. In... The spring of 2019, I had gotten a sign from my grandparents that I should go to a holistic and spiritual convention in Hawaii. I had never traveled by myself anywhere, really, before that. And I was scared and terrified of going all by myself to this convention 4,000 miles away. And I kept telling them, that this just wasn't a year and that I would go next year. This was already like the second or third annual convention for them. So I knew that the chances of there being one the next year were really good. And I said, I just don't feel comfortable. There's no one that's ready to go. I'm not ready. I just went to Florida earlier this year. Like I can't go to another trip. Long story short, I ended up going. They'd given me plenty of signs They told me I should go. They told me this was the time and I could do it and that it was going to be okay. And I went and I had a great time and I learned so many valuable lessons about myself. It was priceless. And then 2020 happened and look what happened. I wouldn't have been able to go. So surrendering to that higher power 
that was communicating to me that this was going to be okay and that, that it was okay to go and that I could go and I would succeed and everything was going to be great. Everything was going to be fine. I did. I took that leap of faith. And sometimes surrendering is about doing that. It's about taking that leap of faith. And when everything around you is pointing to a specific thing and you feel that it's okay and that everything's going to be okay, your intuition's telling you it's going to be okay. In my case, my spiritual family was telling me it was going to be okay and it was going to be good for me. So I surrendered. I took that leap and I leapt and I loved it. And I'm so grateful that I went because I wouldn't have been able to go the next year. They can see things that I don't. When I talk about surrendering, I'm talking about surrendering to your higher purpose. When I speak about surrendering, I'm not talking about surrendering to your family or your cultural or society's norms and dictations. I'm talking about surrendering to your higher power, your higher portion of your soul that isn't incarnated, your whatever your higher source of energy is. You're surrendering to that. And I like to look at it as those beings can see way more than what we can see in our incarnated body. My conscious mind can see a limited view. I would, you know, go look outside at a highway. You can only see so far. But those other higher levels of our own consciousness and our source energy, they can see the whole plan. And they know what we came down here to do. They know what our ultimate goal is. They know who we are inside and what we want to accomplish. Not what our society has told us we want to accomplish, but what we as a soul want to accomplish. And they have this beautiful roadmap all laid out with all these twists and turns that are available and different opportunities that could potentially come. And I think it's okay to surrender to that. In fact, I love the idea that when there's something going on in my life and I have no idea, I'm so twisted and turned up inside that I can just ask this higher being and this higher power in my life to guide me. And I can let it go. I can let the weight of that decision off my shoulders and know that when it's time for me to have the answer, I will know. I will feel it all the way to the core of my being what the right answer is, and I will feel confident in going forward with it. That leads into my next, I will feel confident to the core of my being that it's the right thing to do and that something will come up and that it will just be okay. But something else I want to bring up is that even though we may know to the core of our beings that something is is right for us, our consciousness may not exactly have it all lined up yet. I wanted to bring this concept up because I had a situation happen last month that was extraordinary (laughs) and sometimes still leaves me in shock because I thought that my life was going to be going a certain way and it didn't because it went a different completely way that I never could have even saw coming. And I want you to be aware that it's possible to continue to surrender. And it's possible that your conscious mind may 
make up a story for how things and why things are going to be going a certain way. I wanted to share a lesson that I learned the hard way, and that's that sometimes we get feelings about something and our mind makes up a story about how it's going to play out. But when the actual situation comes, it plays out entirely different, but in a way that still honors our feelings which may sound really confusing, but that's why I'm going to share my story so you can see exactly what I mean. And I, I am an accountant for a company, and we have obviously, with COVID, we've been working from home. It has been my lifelong dream to work from home. I love working from home. I love not having the commute. I love being able to look out at my yard and see the trees and the plants blossoming and the dog laying on the deck. And I love not having to filter through all of the energies that are rampant at a business. As an empath, as a highly sensitive person, I'd always get drained easily at work. And then when I got home, I didn't have anything left in the tank. So being able to work from home this last year has been literally a dream come true for me. And throughout the last year, I've, I've made comments to my boss that I love working from home and I have no desire to come back. And he would always make comments like, well, you will come back at some point. We're going to have everyone come back. Staying home and working from home long term is not an option for this company. And I was a little sad by that because I had promised myself after working from home for several months that I was never going back. There was no way I was ever going back. After achieving this dream, I told the universe, there's no way I'm not going back. This is everything I've ever wanted. I'm not going to. I'm going to do whatever work I have to do to manifest a way for me to continue to do this because this is amazing. I love it. And then start of returning to work occurred. There had been rumblings last fall and more this spring. And I talked to my supervisor again and I just let him know, you know, I really, I love working for this company. It has a great vibe. The people really are truly passionate about what they're doing. The owners care about the people. It's a fabulous company. I love the energy. But I have no desire to come back. And he said, well, I wouldn't worry about that right now. You know, we're still working on things. Just, you know, don't worry about it. We'll talk about it more as, as the time comes. And the email came out a couple weeks later with the return to work schedule and the dates and times and when we were going to have to be there and the final deadlines for when everyone had to be back. And I was like, oh, okay. It did say something on the bottom about, you know, Later, after everyone's been back, we may, may decide to let some people work from home on a temporary basis or uh, flex scheduling basis, you know, like a couple days a week or something. And then it said right in the email, that'll be months down the road after everyone's been back and we all get back, back to normal. And I was like, oh, and my mind instantly went to, he didn't understand me or he didn't care. And I decided over a couple of weeks that I really, I couldn't go back. I wasn't willing to do that. And 
I had talked to one of the HR people at my company because we had both talked about how much we loved working from home. And she asked me what I had thought about the return to work email policy that had been emailed out. And I explained to her that I have absolutely no desire to come back and that in my profession, I don't have to come back. There are plenty of opportunities out there for accountants to work from home. It's one of the higher professions with this capability and that I had been looking and I was looking because I wasn't coming back. And the week that I had decided I was going to turn my time in, she had came to me and said, hey, don't worry about looking for other jobs. We value you here. I spoke with our mutual supervisor about our conversation and we are going to work with you. And then right after she did that, my supervisor pulled me in and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that we are willing to work with you. We will allow you to continue doing the same exact schedule you've been doing for the last year where you work from home most of the time, but you have to come in for cutting checks and different miscellaneous things rather in the mail. We really value this accounting department. And because we've checked around and we've had no feedback that your productivity, yours or the other accounting people have decreased since the at-home work order, we are willing to work with the accounting department. And I was shocked, completely shocked. I had went in there that week with the intention of leaving, with putting my time in and trusting that the universe was going to give me my next step job. And I didn't know what to do. I had had this feeling a couple weeks ago, like some big change was going to happen in my life. And I had made up a story in my mind that the big change was going to be me turning my time in and finding a new job. And my intuition confirmed and my spiritual family confirmed that there was going to be a big change. But this wasn't the big change I had expected. So I walked around in a haze of shock, I think, for probably a couple weeks. I was just so blown out of the water. And... I was a little confused because my story didn't line up and the change wasn't what I had expected. Although my intuition told me big things were happening, my my spiritual family told me that, that big things were happening, I had convinced myself that it was going to be me leaving. I never saw this opportunity arising where I was going to be able to continue to work from home indefinitely without that deadline hanging over my head where at some point this is going to end. And then I realized I manifested my dream job. I manifested it. I was at a company that was no way, no how going to let any of their employees continue working from home. And here, some way, somehow, this opportunity presented itself. And that's what I mean by being open to the opportunities that the universe presents to you. Even though you may have a story that you think it might look this way, 
don't lock yourself into it. Don't lock yourself into it. Because I honestly had debated about quitting a couple weeks before that, after my, my initial conversation with my supervisor, because I just did not feel right about coming back. And I didn't want to continue living in this indefinite mode. And my meditations and my spiritual family was like, no, just hang on. Just hang on a little longer. Hang on a little longer. Hang on. You can do this. It's not time yet. You'll understand later. Hang on. And I never thought that the reason I was hanging on was because this manifestation was going to happen. I thought I was hanging on because I was waiting for a job to come. But they know me. And they know what I want. And they know what I'm looking for. And they know what opportunities are out there. And what ones are ready. And what ones are still in their gestational period. And if you follow that, if you follow your intuition, yes, a big change. I felt it. I, I did it. And it happened. I manifested this job because I had gotten so caught up in my own story of what this new opportunity was going to look like for me. I didn't appreciate the opportunity when it came as much as I could have because I was so sold on the story my conscious mind had created. So if I could teach you one lesson from this amazing unfolding that I experienced this last month, I would like to teach you to trust your intuition, to do all of the steps I've already laid out, and stay open-minded on how the next thing is going to play out. Try not to buy into any story that your conscious mind is that your conscious mind supplies for you. It's okay if it does, because obviously, like you've seen, it's still going to unfold. But it's interesting to note how different things can play out than what your conscious mind expects it to. Because remember, you're only seeing that small bit of road in front of you because you've, if you've accepted certain beliefs, because I had tried over and over and over again to bring up the subject of continuing to work from home indefinitely and it had been shot down over and over and over again, I had bought into the belief that there was absolutely no way I was going to be able to stay at this company and work from home, which is what my dream was. And I had a tunnel vision about what I expected this nice big change to be. I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be amazing. But I had bought into those beliefs and they clouded what my conscious mind could supply for the story. And I think that that's an amazing example. It's something that is very personal to me and I wasn't quite sure if I was ready to share it with everyone yet, but it's so potent. All of the different things that we've talked about and a prime example of what surrendering truly looks like. Sometimes we get so into it that we do miss out on other opportunities. And sometimes we don't miss out on the opportunities, but they may not have as big of a meaning as they could have had, like in my case. I hope that these examples help to explain what 
I'm thinking when I'm talking about surrendering. I do have a couple of reading materials that Spirit had guided me towards a while back that I want to share with you because they were really amazing and and opened my eyes to how unique and wonderful your life can be when you practice this art of surrendering. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about surrendering your personal conscious mind's beliefs and desires for what you expect and want to show up. Because as you've seen, when you do that, things that you could never have imagined happening, happen. It makes me think of the impossible song. The things you think may never happen, happen just like that. Joe Nichols, anyone else remember that? Okay, anyways, back to those reading materials. Um, There's two, and they're by Michael A. Singer. The first book by Michael A. Singer that I really enjoyed was called The Surrender Experiment, My Journey into Life's Perfection. And it says right on, I'm looking at the Amazon website for the description for this book, and it says, Michael A. Singer, author of Untethered Soul, tells the extraordinary story of what happened when, after a deep spiritual awakening, he decided to let go of his personal preferences and simply let life call the shots. And this is an amazing story about how one person who calls himself a hippie multiple times and says he just wanted to live out in the middle of nowhere with barely anything out there life's essentials and that's it and just meditate his whole life now he decided to make a conscious decision to surrender what his personal desires were and go with the opportunities and say yes to the opportunities that life presented to him and how his life as he did that brought him to places he never could have imagined And I was so astounded by how the self-proclaimed hippie created all of these companies and all of the success and, and had the opportunities to meet like these amazing spiritual gurus by living from this place of surrender that I was intrigued enough to buy the next book, which is actually more of a course. So it's a whole book with different broken out into different sections on how you live from a place of surrender. And the course teaches you how you can let go a little bit to your personal preferences. It explains how you came up about those personal preferences and how they get in the way of your life sometimes. It's called Living from a Place of Surrender by Michael A. Singer. And I think it's wonderful. I feel like they're perfect examples of how sometimes we get in, the, we still, even when we're awakened and we're aware, we can get in the way of our own life. We can get in the way of our own experiences and we can have the life that we think we want or if we're brave enough to step outside our comfort zone and to use all of the other tools I've already talked about, we can live an extraordinary life that we never could have dreamed. I hope that I've given you something to at least consider. As always, I'm not 
telling anyone that they need to do these things or that they need to read these books. I just was so astounded by my own experience of creating and manifesting something like this and how fascinating and inspiring it is to realize that the more we let go of our personal preferences, the more we step out of our safety zone and just stay open, how wonderful and beautiful the opportunities are that come our way. And it makes me wonder, what is my life going to be like? I have no idea because I love this feeling of being completely surprised in a good way. And I love following my intuition and I love getting that feeling of knowing that something good is going to happen. And now that I've had this great learning experience, I know that I'm not going to buy into my personal story that associates itself with my intuitive feeling. I personally am going to stop whatever story comes and be like, I just know something good's going to happen and that's good enough for me. When the universe wants to present it to me, I will know it and it will resonate and I will feel it. But I don't need the story. (laughs) I'm just going to revel in this amazing feeling because I have worked with my intuition enough to know that when I get a feeling one way or another about something, that is my confirmation. That is what I go by. I don't always know what's going to happen. But I know that feeling and I know to trust it because it has shown me time and time again that it's right. I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of Unraveling the Veil today. I know I've enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. With all of my love, Yara Rose.